You're listening to Shalise's podcast. Well, Father, I thank you for part three in our Miracle School series. And I thank you, Father, that uh, Jesus wasn't kidding when he said that we would do the same works that he did and even greater works. I thank you that he was serious and he said it with confidence because he knew that he would be living in us. And I thank you that Jesus is still a miracle worker. Thank you that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that through the power of the Holy Spirit, we truly can do miracles, God. Thank you that you created us in your image to be miracle workers, God. Thank you that uh, you created us to live in two dimensions interdimensionally at the same time, that we are seated in heavenly places right this very minute, right at the next, uh, right at the right hand of you, Father but also one with you, Father, and we are still human operating in the scene realm at the very same time. Thank you that the eyes of our understanding are enlightened and we know the hope of our calling. Thank you that this uh, podcast today is opening up the possibilities of heaven on earth and that, Father, you are training us uh, the same way that Jesus trained his disciples to live supernaturally, to operate in the spirit realm, Father, to materialize heaven here on earth, because that's always been your will. So Holy Spirit, I just pray that as we dive into today's topic, that you will uh, speak even as I'm speaking, Father. I release revelation knowledge. I release a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. I just declare that Uh, My mind and my thoughts are yielded to you, that you can speak through me today clearly, unhindered by any outside force. And we just declare this and thank you for the signs and wonders that will be following those that are listening today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Well, awesome, you guys. I am kicking off part three today of our Miracle School series. And I think I'm gonna actually get into the heart of the matter today. You know, I've been uh, super spirit led so far on these first two episodes. And honestly, I thought I would be teaching more practically uh, this far into the series, but hopefully today we're gonna get into the heart of the matter. So I have been uh, using the scripture from John 14 verse 12 as the foundation scripture for this series. And so let me kick it off today by reading this scripture to you again. Okay, Uh, maybe I'll read it in context a little bit. Uh, Let me start here in verse six. And here's what it says. And I'm reading in the Passion Translation today. It says, Jesus explained, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes next to the Father except union with me, except through union with me. To know me is to know my Father too. And from now on, you will realize that you have seen him and experienced him. Philip spoke up, said, Lord, show me, show us the father and that will be all we need. Jesus replied, Philip, I have been with you all this time and you still don't know who I am. How could you ask me to show you the father for anyone who has looked at me has seen the father. Don't you believe that the father is living in me and that I am living in the father? Even my words are not my own, but come from the Father, for he lives in me and performs his miracles of power through me. Believe that I live as one with my Father and that my Father lives as one with me, or at least believe because of the mighty miracles I have done. Verse 12, I tell you this timeless truth. The person who follows me in faith, believing in me, will do the same mighty miracles that I do even greater miracle than these because I go to be with my father. So you guys, this is such a powerful passage because it really explains the way that Jesus did miracles. It explains that it was through his union with the father. He so identified as one with the father that he went so far as to say, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. And he said, it's the father that's doing these mighty miracles through me. And so sometimes I think when we when we read about Jesus uh, in the Gospels and we see all of the the amazing miracles that we that he does, we think that, you know, he's doing that because he is, you know, the incarnate son of God, that he is he is God himself. And that's how he was doing the miracles. But this passage and many, many others really explain that it wasn't Jesus in his you know, sovereign Godhead self that was doing miracles, but it was through his union with the father that he was doing the miracles. He went even so far as to say that the words he spoke weren't even his own words. 
He was so entangled with the father that the father was executing his will through Jesus. And this is the same principle that um, I really dove into a little bit uh, in the last episode about how we are designed to be fully surrendered vessels to the father. That in Romans 12, 1, it says to offer ourselves as living sacrifices. It says in Romans 6 that we are to yield our, our faculties, our members as instruments of righteousness, meaning that we are to operate without self-consciousness. We are to operate in this place where we are fully possessed by God, fully possessed by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit uh, is, is now operating through us, living the life of Christ through us. It's why the fruit of the Spirit are called the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's because it's the character of God. It's the nature of God that flows through us through our union with God. It's not like we are to have this like, you know, wonderful character independent of God, that we are supposed to be somehow holy and righteous and a miracle worker apart from God. No, it's through our union with God, through abiding in Christ, through putting on Christ, through living a life that is hidden inside of Christ, as I like to say, it's Jesus in a Shalise suit, right? Or Shalise in a Jesus suit, whichever way you want to say it, because they're both true that it is Jesus that is doing the work. And it's the, the father that is doing the work, that there's this, the, the fullness of the Godhead is living inside of us. And so as we become aware of that, as we meditate on that, as we begin to believe that, as we begin to recognize that uh, a self that uh, operated independent from God was actually crucified with Christ, and we begin to co-identify with Jesus then guess what? Jesus now is free to move through us. He's free uh, to be a miracle worker through us. And the Holy Spirit is now free to not only manifest his character through the fruit of, of the spirit, but he's also able to manifest the gifts and the power of God, the gifts of the spirit through us. So I'm going to grab my little uh, reflection doll today, which if you haven't watched the uh, or haven't seen the the episode with uh, Francois Dutrois, we really go deep into this little uh, little reflection doll, right? For those of you that are listening to this on the podcast and not watching it in the group, first of all, come join the group, the Path to Purpose group, so you can see uh, the video of these uh, broadcasts. And then also, um, for those of you that are listening, let me just describe it. So a reflection doll is basically one of those dolls that you see that is a doll inside of a doll inside of a doll inside of a doll, right? And I use this doll a lot to give us a visual of our union with Jesus, right? Our lives are hidden in Christ. We are in Christ. And so this outside doll, I like to say, is Jesus, right? And if you open up that doll, well, guess what? There you are. You're inside of Christ, okay? But here's the cool thing. You're not only inside of Christ, but guess what? Christ is in you. So if you open up that doll, oh, here you go. Here's Jesus. Jesus is inside of you. And then guess what? If you open up Jesus, wow, there's the Father. You open up open up the Father and wow, there's the Holy Spirit. You've got the fullness of the Godhead living inside of you. And this is the secret. This is the key to becoming a miracle worker. And so when we talk about surrender and we talk about losing control of our lives, losing control of our bodies, this is what we're talking about because the miracle worker lives inside of you. And far too many times when we are in need of a miracle or we're praying for a miracle for someone else, right? Which by the way, God never said, you know, uh, pray for a miracle. He said, work miracles. You know, he didn't say go pray for the sick. I mean, there are scriptures in James that say pray for the sick, right? But if you're, if you're really wanting to be a miracle worker, what that means is, is that it's, it's coming through you. Jesus said, heal the sick. He said, you know, as you go preach the kingdom and heal the sick, he gave it as a command. He said it just like you were to preach the gospel. It was kind of like, you know, no big deal. Go raise the dead. He, you know, cleanse the leper, cast out the devil. Like he was saying, you go do it. But far too many times we have this perception, right? Where we are separate from God. And so we're down here on the earth. This is what we perceive, right? And then God's up here in heaven. And we perceive that he's like cherry picking uh, when a miracle is actually going to happen. Like we're going to pray to God up in heaven and then maybe he'll answer the prayer. or Maybe we have to wait on God to come down here and do something. But here's the reality of the gospel. God has already done something, right? Jesus became the curse. Jesus became sin. Jesus became poverty. Jesus became sickness. He became the curse. He was the undoing of Adam. And so now... 
we are through our union with Jesus, we carry not only the fullness of the Godhead, but we carry heaven. We are carriers of the kingdom. And so anywhere we are, that's where heaven is. Like anything that Jesus has, we have already as Jesus is. So are we in this world? How? Through our union with him. So to be a miracle worker is simply to yield to the indwelling spirit of God within us and to hear and do whatever we hear. And, uh, you know, the father tells us to do whatever the spirit is leading us to do. If you notice, every time Jesus worked a miracle, he didn't do the same thing over and over again, right? He wasn't working a principle of faith. He was in relationship with the father and he was simply doing and saying what the father was doing and saying. And Jesus took dominion over the natural realm. He would speak to storms. He would speak to sickness. He would speak to a fig tree where there was lack. He would bless bread and multiply it to feed the the multitudes. Like if you really become a student of the miracles in the gospel, you will see that there wasn't really a a pattern to what Jesus was doing. I mean, gosh, he, he spit on some, some dirt and put it on some guy's eyes, right? I mean, he was doing all kinds of different things, turning water into wine. And every single time he was working a miracle, it was simply him doing what he saw the father doing. He was an imitator of the father. He was working in tandem, in union, entangled with the father. And you guys, that's our new identity. You have the identity of a miracle worker. You are a brand new creation, Old things have passed away and now you are a brand new, a brand new type of being. And that being is a son of God, a child of God that is not just child like at a distance. It's not like we're an offspring that is separate from God. We are living in union with God. We are a son because those that are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So it changes our relationship. Who we are changes our relationship to the seen realm. Okay, we have been, we were created in God's image in the beginning, right? And we have been recreated in Christ through the cross. And so we are made in the image of God who lives in union with himself, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So we are, we are created to live in fellowship and oneness with the Godhead, frankly, with each other, but we are also created to have dominion over the seen realm. See, God in his sovereignty in Genesis handed over uh, the rulership and the governance of the material realm of the earth to us. Okay, he said in, in Genesis 127, he said uh, that God blessed Adam and Eve, that he said uh, to be fruitful, to multiply, to replenish the earth and make it look like heaven, in other words, make it look like the garden. And then he said, and to take dominion, have dominion over, you know, all of the things that, that God created over the seen realm. So we are created to dominate. We are created to govern the earth, not independent from God. The design was never for Adam and Eve to operate independently from God. It was always for them to be in union with one another and to be in union with God. And through that union, govern the earth and replenish it and make it look like heaven. And that is exactly what Jesus redeemed. He redeemed us back to that place of perfection, that place of dominion. And it tells us in Colossians that we actually were translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. And that now we are citizens of heaven. We are aliens here on this earth, that we are ambassadors of the kingdom, meaning that we are here to tell the good news, to spread the good news, and to demonstrate that our message is true by taking dominion over the seen realm. So we are powerful, you guys, more powerful than you can imagine. The very same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead is now dwelling in us. We have resurrection power living inside of us. So if we are going to be a worker of miracles and we are going to, to heal the sick and cleanse the lepers and, 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 you know, cleanse the lepers in our day, it's not like we're usually are running into lepers, but it means to cleanse the, the outcasts, right? To heal the outcasts, to be a healer of the broken hearts, to set the captives free, to continue the work that Jesus began, right? As his body connected to the head, then we simply are yielding to the Holy Spirit. And so 
That illusion of separation is the primary problem that most believers have when they are uh, in need of a miracle or they are, are wanting to see a miracle in someone else's life. And so what we end up doing is we end up uh, not partnering with the Holy Spirit, not knowing what the Father is doing, not hearing what God is saying. We feel separate from God. We're not operating with activated spiritual senses. Maybe we haven't been trained how to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. Maybe we've never practiced giving a prophecy to someone. Maybe we've never understood how words of knowledge work or words of wisdom work or how to how the gifts of healing work, right? Well, those are all gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that's prophesying through you. It's the Holy Spirit that is giving you a word of, of knowledge or a, a information about what the Father is doing or what the Father knows about the situation. And so learning to be a miracle worker is just learning how to operate, frankly, in the gifts of the Spirit in union with Jesus. And because we read scriptures through the lens of separation, we end up identifying with the wrong person in scripture. We end up identifying with the woman with the issue of blood. And I'm not saying that that we it's wrong to identify with her, but we have a different identity than she had, right? Um, we are not separate from God. We are one with God. And we are created so powerful, you guys, that this works um, even for those people that aren't even sure, aren't even realizing how powerful they are. That's why the, the, the placebo effect is real. That's why the nocebo effect is real. You know, I talk about that a lot uh, on this podcast. I actually was teaching on it in our Emerge uh, group coaching call last night. I was giving examples of how uh, a person's belief will actually, they will be, they will be spontaneously healed when they believe that they've taken a, a, a a pill or a drug of some kind that they believe has healing properties that they'll, in fact, you know, they've just been given a sugar pill or they've just been given a, a, an injection of, of saline or something, but the power of their belief is so powerful because we've been created in the image of God that what they believe actually manifests, right? So we are created to, to take dominion on the outside by what we believe and how we operate on the inside side. Okay. So let's, if you're going to really understand how to work miracles, it's a really good thing to just go through the gospels and see how Jesus did miracles. Number one, he was one with the father and number two, right? He typically would speak words. Okay. Words are so, so very powerful. He, Jesus said, the words that I speak are, are life, right? So Jesus spoke life in Proverbs. Um, it talks about how death and life are in the power of our tongue. Okay. Let me just give you that scripture reference real quick. Um, just take a pause here. So Proverbs 18, 21, right? Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. In other words, it, what, if you like to talk, well, you're going to eat the fruit of your words. But Jesus spoke life, right? He spoke or he spoke a curse, right? He, he spoke death and life. He spoke death to things that should not be in this realm. And he spoke life to the things that he wanted to materialize in this realm, that the father wanted to materialize in this realm. So if you look at Mark 11, 23, 11, 24, which is the story of Jesus speaking to the fig tree, Jesus actually spoke to creation. He spoke to a tree. Another place he spoke to a storm, right? He was taking dominion over uh, the elements. He turned water into wine. That was not necessarily a miracle that he spoke, but through a, a, an action that the father showed him to do, which he spoke to the to the to the servants there at the, at the wedding and told them to fill up the water pots. I mean, he was operating in tandem, in union with God. So the biggest problem we have is that we don't know what to speak or we're speaking out of a principle rather than union with God. But here's the truth, you guys. The name of Jesus is how we're speaking. The name of Jesus the seen realm recognizes the authority of Jesus. The seen realm recognizes it because why? Christ is holding all things together by the word of his mighty power. Jesus is the cohesive force that is, is, is holding all things together, it tells us in Colossians chapter one. 
So I like to use this visual that when visual, when I say the name of Jesus, and I, I actually saw this as a vision one time when I was praying for someone, and I began to teach this principle that when we say the name of Jesus, it's like every single atom, every single quark, every single thing in the quantum realm stands at attention. It's like it's it's saluting Jesus, the King of Kings and the and the, the the Lord of Lords, right? When we say the name of Jesus and we are in union with Jesus, see the seen realm, the, the quantum realm, the invisible realm, these these realms recognize us. Right. In fact, in Romans eight, it says that all of creation is moaning and groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. So trees recognize the son of God. That fig tree knew to obey Jesus when he spoke to it. When Jesus said, no man will ever eat fruit of you again. Well, guess what? That fig tree shriveled up and died. Right. It obeyed the son of God. And when we speak the name of Jesus in union with Jesus, well, guess what? The same realm recognizes it's Jesus speaking because why? Jesus lives inside of us. But many times we aren't speaking in union with Jesus. We don't have a revelation of what I'm sharing right now, that the seen realm responds to the sons of God. The seen realm responds to our actions that were done in union, responds to our words that are spoken in union. It responds as though Jesus Christ himself is moving in the seen realm, because as we are, so as Jesus is, it responds just as the seen realm, just as though Jesus was speaking to the seen realm. So union with God is the key and understanding the power of our words, the power of the name of Jesus and the power of, 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 of operating in that place where it's not you speaking, where it is truly God speaking. And when we don't know what to say, well, guess what? We can pray in the spirit. We can speak in the spirit. Every time we speak in tongues, our spirit is speaking. Our spirit has been joined to the Lord. We are one with the Lord and it gives the Holy Spirit control of our tongue. It is so, so, so very powerful, right? It connects us to the head, which is Christ. And it now lets his words now begin to come out of our mouth. And so when you are in a place where you need a miracle and you don't know what the father is doing, well, this is a great time to just speak in tongues, to speak in the spirit, and then pray that you can interpret it the way that Paul talks about in first Corinthians 14. Because when we understand that God has a strategy for breakthrough in every single situation, then we just need the wisdom of God. We just need to know what to say. We just need to know what to do, that then it just becomes not us sitting around waiting for God to do something. It's more about us communing with God as, as yielding to God and being used by God. And I can tell you for, after praying for people for many, many, you know, many decades now that many times when I, I, you know, I step into the place where I know that God wants to do a miracle, but I don't know how he wants to do it. Well, then I need to lose consciousness of myself, right? It's not a time for me to be thinking, oh, will God use me? Or, oh, is God going to heal this person, right? Because doubt stops the, the flow of God. In Mark eleven twenty three, 23, Jesus said this. He said, verily, I tell you, okay, this is a timeless truth again. In other words, that anyone, anyone who says unto this mountain, be thou cast into the sea and doesn't doubt in his heart, um, that will have whatever he says. And so this principle of speaking in union with Jesus and, and under, getting the strategy from God about what to speak and what to say and how to move and how to act, that strategy comes from us being able to be connected to God, right? And so many times when you are in that place, you don't know what to do. So speaking in the spirit is a really good way to do that. Also, just having the revelation that I'm talking about right here is a huge key because when you can begin to step into Christ, to put on Christ, right, it means that you're losing consciousness of a self that is apart from Christ. And you guys, this takes, you know, some practice. I mean, I know for me, like it was a meditation project for me to actually begin to experience my union with God, not just read about it, but actually begin to experience it in my imagination. And as I began to see myself in Christ, well, guess what? The seen realm would begin to respond. It would begin to respond by the way that I saw myself. I mean, it is a powerful thing to recognize that our perception of ourself is how the external world perceives us as well. This is uh, the principle that is talked about in Numbers chapter 13, right? In verse 33, when the spies went out 
And they saw that there were giants in the land and they came back with an evil report. And, and they said that they saw themselves like grasshoppers. And the way that scripture reads is it says that, uh, that they, in their own sight, they were grasshoppers. And that's the way the giants saw them, that the giants perception of them was their own perception of them. And so that principle is so powerful because if you step up to, to pray against something or you begin to speak to something and you see it as more powerful than you, right? Because you aren't seeing yourself as the resurrected Jesus in a, in a chalice suit, right? In your own skin, then you're going to be speaking to that thing like it is more powerful than you. See, Jesus knew who he was. He knew who uh, that his father was in him. So when he said peace to the storm, he was releasing the peace of heaven. He was releasing the father's peace. He wasn't releasing, you know, the son of Joseph and Mary's peace. He wasn't operating as he was a son of man, that he was in the son of God, but he wasn't operating in his earthly identity. He was operating in his heavenly identity. And so experiencing your union, in fact, I mean, that's one of the, the primary things that happens to our students in Emerge is that we start to practice union. We start to actually understand that as we uh, begin to experience our union, begin to begin to lose our self-consciousness, now we can hear God. Now we can begin to operate and flow in the gifts of the spirit. You know, I've said this before, but every single miracle that Jesus did was a gift of the spirit. Okay. When he saw Nathaniel sitting under the fig tree, when he first met him and said, uh, you know, and he got introduced to Nathaniel and he says, oh, an Israelite in whom there is no guile. How did Jesus know Nathaniel when he just met him in, in the flesh for the very first time? He knew it because it was a word of knowledge. The Holy Spirit revealed Nathaniel to Jesus. This is the same way that Peter uh, was able to say that Jesus was the son of God when Jesus asked, who do men say that I am? And, and Jesus said to Peter, he said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father, which is in heaven. And so all of the revelation, you guys, comes from our union with Jesus. And so when we are working miracles, we're operating from the revelatory realm, right? So it's this process of stepping into this place. When I say a process, it's just an instantaneous thing, but it's this place where you step into Christ and you lose yourself, right? And the way that I do that a lot of times is I just completely focus on Jesus. I just completely shift my eyes to Jesus and I I begin to remind myself of the gospel. I remember to remind myself of what is true about Jesus, about what he has accomplished. I begin to exalt Jesus in my own mind. And so many times, right, whatever the circumstances is trying to exalt itself against Jesus, right? Cancer tries to make it seem like it's so, so powerful, right? That there's no cure for it. Um, a bill that comes in it, or you need a financial breakthrough. And my goodness, the financial circumstances are like screaming so loud, like this is real. And, and, and your heavenly inheritance is not right. You, you get so caught up in the physical reality that you, you, you need to kind of step into a remembrance of, okay, heaven's reality. Who is Jesus? What did Jesus accomplish on the cross? Because as you begin to exalt Jesus, as you begin to preach the gospel to yourself, and you begin to preach the gospel to whatever it is that you're facing. You begin to preach the gospel to your bank accounts. You begin to preach the gospel to a tumor. You begin to preach the gospel to whatever the situation is, to strife, whatever it is, right? You begin to step into that place of power. You begin to remember, oh yeah, I'm one with Jesus. The name of Jesus really is the name above all names. And at that name, guess what? Everything responds. Everything is conscious. Everything is awake. That tumor can hear me. My bank account hear me. Okay. This is information that I am put life that I am releasing through my words. I'm releasing the authority of Jesus. And guess what happens? Faith becomes a gift, right? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith is a gift. It's not something we muster up, but I will say this, that as you begin to pray in the spirit, or you begin to speak in the spirit, or you begin to remember the gospel and speak the gospel to yourself and encourage yourself in the Lord and remember who you are. And you shift your focus from being self-conscious to Jesus conscious. Guess what happens? You begin to hear, you know, this is not a time for you to believe things like I can't hear the voice of God because Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. 
space, right? It's not the time. The, the more you think I can't hear God, the more that you sit around thinking I'm separate from God. Well, guess what? You're going to experience what you're focused on. But if you focus on Jesus and you just begin to enter into the spirit, right? This is where you come up higher. This is how Peter fell into a trance right on the rooftop praying. I'm sure he was just meditating, praying, communing with God. And now all of a sudden he's in a vision. See, as you begin to do this, well, your eyes, you begin to open eyes, your eyes begin to open, your ears begin to open, and now you have the, the will of God, right? I mean, just this Sunday, right? We were headed to church and I'm taking a shower and this doesn't even, it wasn't like I was even thinking about this, but what will start to happen is this just will begin to spontaneously be the way you live. You'll just stay in the spirit. And I, God just told me, Hey, I have some words of knowledge that I want you to give at church today. So I knew that I was going to church that day and that God wanted to heal some people. He told me that somebody with had a, something going on with their right wrist. He told me something was going on with people when they're left with their left ankle. So when I got there, you know, I'm in worship after worship was over. I just, you know, went over to uh, one of the pastors and said, I have some words of knowledge for someone. They gave me the mic and I said, well, hey, this morning, God uh, highlighted to me that he wants to heal some people. I shared, you know, right wrist, left people raised their hands. There were people in the audience that needed healing in their wrist and their leg and their ankle. And next thing you know, God showed me what to do, right? For the, for the, for the, uh, wrist. He said, just speak to it. Just speak to it in the name of Jesus. And I just began to speak to it. I said, you know what? Tendons, ligaments, muscles, and nerves in Jesus name be healed. By the way, if you're listening to this right now and you've got an issue with your right wrist, um, I feel, um, I feel like a little bit of a pain in my right wrist, which tells me it's still a word of knowledge that God wants to heal people's right wrists today. Um, words of knowledge can actually show up as a sensation in your body. Right. If you don't know what it is, you'll think, oh, my gosh, something's wrong with my own wrist. <laughs> but you know what? Just move it around now. See, just, hey, in Jesus name, just receive the healing for your right wrist. Right. So he told me to speak to the right wrist. Well, when it came to the left um, ankle, he just told me, you know what? Have people stand on their left ankle. Now, in my natural mind, I'm thinking, well, I mean, if they've got an injured ankle, can they stand on it? But guess what? I didn't. I just didn't submit it to my natural mind. I said, okay, if you've got something going on with your left ankle, just stand on your left leg. Okay. And then I then I got as I began to flow in it, I was like, okay, now God's talking about lower backs. And he told me, have them bend down and touch their toes as best they can. So each time he was giving me a word of knowledge, he was also giving me what to do to manifest that healing. And people got healed, you guys. I met with a lady in the in the ladies' room after church, and she's like, yeah, I came in, and I had a rest issue, and I had a back issue. And honestly, as I just stood up before you even started praying, I got totally healed, right? So what was I doing? I was simply flowing in union with Jesus operating in the gifts of the spirit. It wasn't me praying for God to do something up in heaven because Jesus has already done it. He's already defeated anything and everything that isn't in heaven. And so the question is, are we operating like sons of God? Do we know who we are? Are we practicing union? Are we, we, do we have the strategy of God? Do we have the faith of God? You know, in Mark eleven twenty two, 22, that's the correct translation of that verse. It says, have the faith of God. It doesn't say have faith in God. The correct translation is have the faith of God. And, you know, we read that sometimes and we think, oh, I got to, I got to muster up this faith so I can have the faith of God. No, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith is transferred to us. It's a gift. It's one of the gifts of the spirit, the gift of faith, right? So the gift of faith is a gift that's, that's, that is, that is, uh, transmitted through us and to us through our spirit through our union with Jesus and it's the it's the faith of the son of god right it says um it says uh by grace through faith we are saved it says not of ourselves it is the gift of god so all of the gifts of the spirit these operate through our fellowship our communion and our union with god and so if we are needing a miracle, we need to step into union. We need to understand the strategy of God. I'm telling you, sometimes God will tell you, wait. Sometimes God will say, trust me. Sometimes God will say, do nothing, you know, and we're just, we're impatient. You know, sometimes we are operating out of a place of independence when God is doing something in us. Sometimes it is, it's, it's, um, it, we're just not in control. We're losing control. That's really what I talked about in, in, in the last podcast in this series, which, you know, it makes sense that if you're going to operate like this, that you need to lose control. You need to yield to the spirit. 
So every single one of you, every single one of us has the capacity to be a miracle worker because we have Jesus. We have the capacity to release heaven on earth because it's in us. And, and all of this, I mean, everything in creation already knows this. Everything has already been reconciled to God, right? God was in Christ reconciling the world, reconciling the cosmos to himself. So we live and move and have our being in God. There's nowhere to escape God. But the sons of God are here to take dominion, to release heaven on earth, and to do the same works that Jesus did the exact same way that Jesus did them through union with the Father. So this is kind of in a nutshell. I mean, I did this in what, 41 minutes that I just kind of taught this. I mean, there's much more that I could teach on, you know, I mean, I could talk about each one of the, the gifts of the spirit. Maybe we'll do that in the, in the next episode so that you can understand what they are. Right. But every single one of you can prophesy. Every single one of you uh, has the, the power to heal the sick. Every single one of you has death and life in the power of your tongue. If, if you uh, recognize that Jesus is in you and that you are one with him and you get that down to a place where you, you, you are experiencing it, you guys, by also by the gift and by the, the power of the Holy Spirit, by the revelation of the Holy Spirit, then you will do the same works that Jesus did. So let go of the deception that you're separate from God. Let go of the deception that God is up in heaven, cherry, cherry picking, who he heals and who he doesn't heal cherry picking um what is you know what is manifesting and what isn't manifesting right we are here to be manifestors of heaven heaven is already an invisible reality and in, in ephesians right in verse 1 um, i'm sorry ephesians chapter 1 in verse 3 it talks about how everything that heaven contains has already been lavished upon us we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms and spiritual doesn't mean like Oh, you know, like spiritual, like peace and all of these things that are intangible, right? It just means that it's, it's invisible. It's spiritual. It's invisible that we've been blessed with every invisible blessing that heaven contains. We've already got it. Right. And so we need to quit trying to get something that we've already have. We need to quit trying to get God to do something that Jesus has already done. And now we just need to step into sonship. Now we need to grow up in Christ. We need to understand what our true identity is, that we are just like Jesus, meaning as he is, so are we in this world, that we are living in union with God and that we have the miracle working power, the dunamis of the Holy Spirit, which is the word in the Greek, the power of God is in us. And this isn't some kind of anointing that you have to go and, and get because the anointing is in you. The anointing is a person. The anointing is the presence of God. It is the spirit of God. And you have the spirit of God in you. And you don't have Holy Spirit Junior. You don't have a portion of it. Yeah, no, you have the, the actual Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you. Uh, John uh, also talked about, <clears throat> I think it was in John 14, that he says that, you know, that when the Holy Spirit comes, that the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you into the truth, right? That, that the Holy Spirit doesn't speak of himself, but what he hears, that's what he speaks. Meaning the Holy Spirit searches the deep things of God. The Holy Spirit... Uh, T- reveals to us the things that I said ha- I haven't I bleh, that I hasn't seen easy for me to say and ear hasn't heard the things that haven't entered into the heart of man you know these are the things that God has laid up for us the things that belong to us in Christ and they're revealed to us by the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit is the revelator the Holy Spirit is your um connection. It's your entanglement with the father. It's in your spirit and your spirit is, is, is filled with all of heaven. You have it, you guys, you've already got it. Now it's just time to release it in union with Jesus. So in a nutshell, these are the lessons that I've been learning probably for over two decades, right? Anytime that I don't see the manifestation of something, it's, 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 it's because I'm not receiving the strategy of God. I'm not connected to the vision that God has. I'm not connected to what the father is doing in the situation. And 
you know, there's something to learn in every single situation that you are in. You know, one thing I can tell you that after praying for, you know, at this point, thousands of people, thousands of people to receive the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, thousands of people to be healed, operating in words of knowledge, prophecy, training people to prophesy, training people to hear the voice of God, training people to how to heal the sick, right? Is that every single time you step out and say, okay, God, use me to bring heaven to earth in this situation. And you... um, step into Jesus. Or sometimes the the lesson is how to step into Jesus. Like when I started, I didn't, I didn't know everything that I'm sharing here. Right. I just knew that people needed a miracle and God could do them, you know, but I, Holy Spirit began to teach me, no, you need to, you need to lose self-consciousness. You're praying in the name of Jesus. You need to actually believe the gospel, repent, believe, change your mind, change your opinion of yourself. Know that I'm in you know that I will move through you. You are worthy because I died for you. My blood is your worth. Like you are one with me. You are worthy. So speak with confidence. When I tell you something to speak, if I give you a vision, if I give you an inner imagination, we'll step out on it. You know, on Sunday, I just had a picture. I had pictures of a wrist, a picture of an ankle. I just, God would just highlight on, it was actually on my body this time of where he wanted me to pray for someone. Sometimes he'll highlight a particular organ. Like right now he's highlighting liver to me. So even just teaching on this, I'm beginning to operate in it. So I'm just going to pray for people's livers out there. So father, anyone that has an issue with their liver, just put your hand on your right side where your liver is. If you have an issue with your liver and father, I'm just going to speak right now, a creative miracle into people's livers right now in Jesus name, a creative miracle. God, I just speak a new liver in Jesus name, (laughs) in Jesus name. Okay. I just got that word of knowledge about livers. And as soon as I got it, I knew that I was supposed to pray for creative miracles. Uh, creative miracles means that you're going to create a new liver. So how do, okay. Okay. God. So I just speak a creative miracle and I just speak a new liver into whoever needs a liver. Okay. And so I'm just being led by the spirit as I'm getting that word of knowledge and I'm just doing what the father is doing. Okay. So I just believe right now that whoever needed a healing for their liver is getting that. Now God's highlighting kidneys to me. So I want you to put your hands. And again, he's showing me to lay your hands on the back of your back Uh, where your kidneys are. And I just want you to receive this now. So in the name of Jesus, again, I'm speaking a creative miracle. I'm speaking creative miracles into kidneys right now, Father. I just speak brand new kidneys into people that need a miracle in their kidney. Okay. In Jesus name, one kidney, two kidneys, whatever is needed. I just speak it in the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus Christ. Okay. Now he's highlighting bladder in Jesus name. Just put your hands wherever your bladder is. And just let me pray over that. In Jesus' name, I speak a new bladder, a creative miracle into people's bladders. In Jesus' name. Okay. Awesome. Now he's highlighting toes. Okay. And he's showing me bones inside of toes. So I just speak right now, Father, healing to bones. I speak healing to broken bones, broken toes. I speak to injured toes. I speak to sore toes, Father. I command pain to leave. I speak um, for bones to heal. I speak to tendons, muscles, ligaments, and nerves right now to be healed. I speak to bunions in Jesus' name, and I command them to, to dematerialize. I command them to leave the seen realm in Jesus' name. Leave now in Jesus' name. Now I just see God saying, okay, wiggle your toes, wiggle your toes, stand up and walk around and just let it uh, just do something to, to see the difference there. Thank you. Just, and also just thank God when I'm praying for you and you receive it, just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for my new liver. Thank you for my new bladder. Thank you for my new kidneys. Thank you for healing my toes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Because the word thank you is what you say when you receive something, right? Like if I just gave you a gift, you'd say, oh, thank you so much for this gift. So that's what you say. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for healing people. Thank you, God. I speak to people that have been suffering with migraines and I just command that migraine to leave. I speak to the emotional root of that migraine and I just release the energetic um, trauma that's associated with that. I command that trauma to go in Jesus name. I say migraines, you are not that you are not um, that person's portion. So I just speak to it in Jesus name. So then again, I just heard the word migraines, but I heard that there was an emotional root to it. And that there was um, some type of emotional uh, issue that was going on that was causing the migraine. So God just told me to release the trauma, release the emotion, release the energy that's connected to that, to that migraine. And so I just release it right now in Jesus name. I just declare no more migraines. They must leave in Jesus name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now I could probably do this for another hour and a half, right? Just sit here and we're operating words of knowledge and just pray for people. 
Um, because the Holy Spirit's flowing. The Holy Spirit's just telling me what to say. It's the same thing with prophecy, <clears throat> which now he's kind of showing me something to do with people's eyes. So I'm going to pray right now, new eyes over people. So I, Father, whether that is um, spiritual eyes, whether that is physical eyes, whether there's, I, I hear the word glaucoma, I just release healing for glaucoma right now in Jesus name. But I'm also releasing, I felt like the Lord is like, this is also a prophecy. It's a word of knowledge and a prophecy in the sense that uh, God is releasing right now, new, new filters over our eyes, right? So, you know, if those are cataracts, we just call those healed right now in Jesus name, but also spiritual filters. What I just released new filters, new perceptional filters over people's eyes. I just declare that they're going to begin to see from this moment forward situations that have been causing them inner turmoil or causing them distress or causing offense or causing them to worry God. I just declare that there's a new filter through which they're looking at that situation. I declare there's new filters that they're looking through uh, to see other people, other people that have been like sandpaper to them, other people that they have had found it hard to love. Father, I just declare that there are new filters on their eyes. And now they see this person the way that you do. Thank you, God, for new perspectives. Thank you for brand new uh, lenses being uh, placed on people's eyes. I'm also putting those new lenses on people that have a, a, a poor self-image, people that have, have seen themselves um, as unattractive even, people that have uh, had a critical lens towards themselves, who always seem to find what is wrong with them, who seem to ruminate on the things that um, are imperfect about them in, in the natural. And God, I just release now uh, a lens that sees perfection. I thank you. I, I release a lens that, that, that magnifies the good, that the, the, a lens that, um, a, a lens that doesn't keep a record of wrongs, a lens father that, that sees themselves through uh, the eyes of love. I just release eyes of love for every single person today, Lord. And I thank you for it. I thank you for all of the things that you've spoken today. And so guys, you know, I didn't really plan to, to, to step into that in this podcast, but it's, you know, sometimes you need to see it. Sometimes you need to actually uh, watch someone operate in it to, uh, to see how to operate in it. And you guys, this is just something I learned to do. Okay. I was taught by the Holy Spirit. I was taught by other people, other gifts in the body of Christ that operated in these things. And I just began to practice. I just began to practice and step out. And here's another little clue that I will, I'll just end with this today. You know, you're going to have to be willing to make mistakes and not make them mean anything. Meaning, um, I used to do this uh, training that we did when I pastored and we called it happy hour and we would just go and do outreach, right? And we would pick a spot. We would ask the Holy Spirit, where should we go today? Some days we would go to the mall. Some days we we'd go to Walmart. You know, I tell people, if you want to go to the mission field, just go to Walmart, <laughs> go to the mall. You know, there's plenty of people that need ministry there, plenty of people that don't know Jesus. And so I would take a group. Um, sometimes we take teams. It was lots of fun. And we'd go to the mall or we'd go to Walmart or where we were going to go. And we would just begin to get words of knowledge for people. And you know what? There were many times when maybe that first thing that you heard or, you know, you, and you sit when you're first doing this, you think, oh gosh, I'm making this up. Like, this is not God. This is me. How do I know it's God? How do I know it's God? Well, you're not going to know it's God until you step out. And if you make a mistake, right? Well, then let me give you a quick tip on how to do it, right? So it would happen to me. I'd get a, I'd get a couple wrong, right? Like I had a word of knowledge one time that for a guy that I thought, oh, he's a drum drummer. He plays drums. And so I went up to him and I said, hey, excuse me, this may sound really weird, but do you play drums, right? I didn't say, hey, can I pray for you? Hey, do you know Jesus? It was nothing like that. I just said, hey, do you play drums by chance? And the guy said, no. And I said, oh gosh, I'm so sorry. I must've had somebody else. I thought you were someone else. So I just backed away very gracefully. I didn't embarrass Jesus, really didn't embarrass myself. You know what I mean? I was practicing. And I remember at this particular time at the mall, I think I got three in a row wrong. And you know, a lot of times people would pack it up and just head home and be like, well, I guess I don't hear God, but you know, I've been doing it long enough. And I was there training people. I was like, oh, heck no, heck no. I'm going to, I like, okay, devil, no, you're, it's on now. I'm absolutely, I'm going to push into this, push into this. And so I just kept asking. And do you know, by that fourth one, not only was it accurate, but it was like the entire spirit realm opened up and I could begin to look at people in the mall. And it's like, I knew it's like, I could read their heart. I could read what was going on in their life. I would know this guy had a son who was over fighting in Iraq. I would know, I mean, very, very, very accurate. 
But if I had not pushed through the fear of making a mistake or the fear of getting it wrong, or just, you know, maybe I'm just warming up. I don't know. I, at this point, I've just learned not to judge it, not to worry about it, not to, not to make it about me, that this is fun. It's fun ministering to people. It's fun to see the look on their face when you get it right and be like, you know, like the one guy that had a son who was fighting in Iraq and me be able to just say, God has his hand on his life, that he's protecting him, that he's heard your prayers. Just begin to prophesy to that guy and the tears just streaming down their face. You guys living in union with Jesus and operating in this is as easy as breathing when you practice and you get to get into the habit of doing it. And you just got to step out of that place of fear. And so that's just a little tip on how you can do it and not make a fool of yourself. But literally, you can sit in Panera, you can sit in McDonald's and just say, okay, Father, you love these people so much. What do you have? Just give me someone, highlight someone to me in here. And you know what? You'll notice your eye will go to someone and you can sit there and go, well, was that God? I don't know if that's God. Or you can just trust, hey, that's God. And you can walk over and you can say, okay, Holy Spirit, what do you want to say about that person? What else do you want me to know about that person? And you can just go up and say, hey, this may sound really weird, but And then usually I'll say like, do you have a sister or something? And if they say yes, then I'll say, you know what? Sometimes when I'm I'm just sitting here minding my own business, I feel like God speaks to me. And I feel like he was talking to me about your sister. And then I'm just like, here's what I heard. And then I'll just begin to speak. Right. So I try to make it very natural, very normal, not weird. You know, now it is a little weird. People freak out, but I'll tell you what it is. It is powerful. It's powerful to be used by God in our everyday life. So That concludes our teaching for today. Hope you got something out of it. Obviously, if you got healed, let us know. Send us a note. I'd love to hear those testimonies. And uh, other than that, let me pray. Father, thank you for these miracle workers. Thank you that as I spoke today, 90 miles an hour, that they got it. And if not, they can replay it on slow speed. Uh, And they can listen to it over and over again, if necessary, God, because what I'm speaking is true about every single person within the sound of my voice. And so, Father, I just release faith. I release confidence. I just release uh, the activation, God, of the gifts of the spirit in their life. And I thank you, Father, that um, people are waiting on them, uh, waiting on the manifestation of them, God, that that it's not just creation that's waiting, but thank you, Father, that there's miracles that are needed right now in people's lives. And so I just release every person within the sound of my voice into practice. (laughs) Miracle school is in and they have homework, God, that they can go and practice on their loved ones. They can practice wherever they are and that their faith just pleases you, that it's not about always getting it right, Father, but it's about uh, partnering with you, enjoying you, uh, enjoying you, surrendering to you and just operating like a son. So I bless them and I thank you for it in Jesus name. Amen. All right, you guys, we'll have a supernatural week and we'll see you next time. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to Shalise's podcast. This recording is in part made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit Shalise.com where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalise's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose he created you for, then visit us at Shalise.com and watch Shalise's free training where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.